Welcome to Real Love, Real Stories TV and Podcast. This is Kanu. I'm the host. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is the place to be to hear love stories. Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com forward slash real love, real stories and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. Download a title free and start listening. It's that easy. Go to audibletrial.com forward slash real love, real stories to get started today. Let me ask you a question first. If you are in a relationship, um, if you're a woman, does your husband or boyfriend or partner somehow resemble what your father or a male caregiver figure that was in your life and vice versa if you are a man you know does your wife or partner or um whoever that is resemble what your mom or caregiver female caregiver is or was why well, i ask this question because today's topic i'm talking about why we tend to be with partners, uh, marry or date partners that are similar to what our parents or caregivers growing up. I'm talking all the way back to being an infant. And so two things came to mind. One is because of the attachment theory and also unconscious mind. So what does that look like? Let's start talking about attachment theory. Well, so attachment theory is the emotional bond that typically forms between an infant and the caregiver. So in this case, it could be your parents. And this is how you as an infant, you got your needs met. You know, and and this develops through everyday interactions with, you know, the caregivers. Um, So there are four basic patterns of attachment, which I'm going to talk about here in a little bit. But let me just tell you how this came to be. So I was asked to tell my story um, here in Phoenix. And part of the story that I'm sharing, I'm talking about real love. Like, what does it look like? What is it? uh, how, How do I know it's real love? What is my example of real love? And so what came to mind really is, the real love that I grew up seeing between my mom and my dad, like to this day. And of course, you know, there's TV, right? Like we watch these TV shows and, um, uh, and we get these examples of what real love looks like, but of course that's dangerous because that's fictitious, but I'm talking real love. So for me, the greatest example is my parents. Um, so growing up with my mom and dad, I'm the last born, um, you know, I saw what I consider to be a really good partnership. I mean, you know, my mom, she was very diplomatic in sort of helping my dad make decisions because, you know, we have to understand that I grew up in a culture and at a time where, um, you know, the father was considered the you know, the, the breadwinner, the person who made the decisions um, and all that. So I grew up seeing my mom, even in that sort of a culture where my mom was, when we talk about percentages, it was a true 50-50, right? Like 
or 100-100, however you want to look at it. Um, so picture this, you know, my mom and my dad in our living room and my dad is sitting in his rocking chair and my mom loved to sit on the floor next to him and they would get their reading glasses, dorky as can be, oversized reading glasses. And my mom would get the Bible and she's sitting on the floor, she's reading the Bible and my dad is like listening and he's got his equally dorky eyewear. And they're sitting there just going back and forth about what they're reading, the scriptures they're reading and having a really healthy discussion. And also growing up, you know, I never witnessed the two of them argue. I never witnessed a fight. It was always like, um, without knowing what happened in, you know, when they're alone in the bedroom. So as a kid, I never saw that. And so without knowing, I want a relationship like that. So, which leads me back to what I was talking about. Why we, what I, why I think we marry partners that are similar to our parents and caregivers. So, and I talked about the attachment theory, right? And I described what that is, but also, so let's break it down a little bit. So you can maybe identify which one your attachment style is. So four basic ones. The first one is secure attachment. So this is, I'm talking way back to when you were an infant. So this is where an infant gets distressed upon separation from their caregiver, right? Um, but they will be okay once they see them again and have that physical contact. So you are leaving to go to work as a parent and your child starts crying. And then they cry for a minute or two, they get distracted by something else, and then they're good. Now, they'll be okay once you return again. And once you say hi, you give them a hug, they're happy. So that's secure attachment. The next one is anxious, resistant attachment. So the infant is frightened by separation and even continues to display this behavior once the caregiver returns. So you leave to go to work, your child cries, and they're just distressed by you leaving. And, but once you return, they see that you're there. Now they are like on edge. Is he or she going to leave me again, you know? So they have that anxious resistance attachment. So the third one is avoidant attachment. So avoidant attachment, the infant reacts fairly calmly to a parent's separation and does not embrace their return. So you leave to go to work. Mm, they're okay with it. And then when you come back, you know, they could care less, sometimes even avoid seeing you or trying to pay attention to you. They're just doing whatever they're doing. They're totally okay. Um, and then the fourth one is disorganized attachment. This is where the infant sees the return of the caregiver. They might start going toward them and then retract before reaching where they are. Um, and it's actually kind of like odd behavior in a way. And usually this is caused by trauma. There might have been some trauma that happened um, in that child's life. So researchers have explored this and then they concluded that there seems to be association between um, the attachment styles that we develop as infants to 
the attachment styles we have as an adult, especially as it relates to the romantic relationships that we choose. So which brings me back to my, you know, growing up, you know, as the last born in our family, seventh born and, um, you know, thinking about my parents and that attachment style. So looking at these four that I just shared with you, I think for me, um, let's see, I think for me, I'm more secure attachment um, because, you know, and this is where you get distressed upon separation, but you're okay once you see that they're here and they give you a hug and you know they're good. So I go and do whatever that I want. So I think about that as, as me personally, even in the relationships that I've had, um, I, you know, I really think it's that secure attachment. And I remember when I was married, um, my partner was going away. So I asked him to um, wear a shirt overnight so it could smell like him so that when he's gone, I'd be able to smell him and know that he's coming back. And, um, you know, so I don't know, is that secure attachment? I'm not sure. But when I think about my life overall, I really feel like I'm more secure attachment where I really get distressed upon my partner leaving. Cause I'm like, I'm going to miss you. And then, you know, once I get in the swing of things on my own, I'll be good. And then when they return, I am happy as can be because my partner is back. So definitely I am a secure attachment. So I wonder for you, when you think about your attachment style, which one is it out of the four that I shared? Um, and, you know, does any of that resemble at all how you grew up as a child? how your caregivers, how your parents raised you. So perhaps if your parents are still alive, you could ask them, you know, ask the four, like which one was I? And then you can also look at your relationship that you're in right now and see if you're exhibiting any of this at all. So that was one. And then the second thing that I said was the unconscious mind. So what is that? So this is the you know, stored memories, the intuition, and some people might even call it the shadows of the mind. So this, you know, it can be a source of fear, beliefs, ideas, all those things that are embedded in our brains that can affect our thinking and our behavior. So when you think about these two, attachment theory and unconscious mind, this really, I believe, helps us shape who we end up being with, you know, being married to, dating, um, which boils down to, again, how you were raised as an infant, how, you, how your caregivers were taking care of you. So let me ask you this question again, you know, is this true for you? What kind of a relationship are you in with your partner? Is it the one where you exhibit any of these attachment styles? I'm very curious to know. And in the next episode, I'll be talking about how these attachment styles, you know, how they affect the relationships that we're in and how we, you know, if you're still looking, you need to choose wisely. So thank you for listening. Thank you so much for listening and all the way to the end. I am genuinely so grateful. 
So now you can continue to show your support in a few different ways. The first one is, if you can think of someone who might benefit from this episode, please send it to them. And the second thing is, we all are on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and the like. So please share this episode. And I love it when people tag me to their post. And three, head over to iTunes. You can leave a review and you can rate this episode. All your feedback is very helpful and it helps this podcast get visible so others can listen to all these great stories. Thank you so much. Till next time.